And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host Ben, aka The Marvelous Iggy, and joining me is Chief Bloodologist? What do you call a person who specializes in blood? I'm going to look that up real quick, I should have looked that up beforehand. Um, Doctor who specializes in blood. Uh, hematologist, our chief hematologist, Tyler. I have a feeling that today's episode is going to be quite earth-shattering. Yes. Oh, God. You're going to bring... Oh, I was expecting blood puns, not earth puns, but I guess that makes more sense. I'm here to okay. subvert all expectations. Yes, just like SNK. All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cinema Shot podcast, where we're reviewing one franchise at a time, or one series of movies at a time. And we're currently in the midst of the DC Animated Cinematic Universe. This week's episode is on Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. Probably should have read the fine print on that. Exactly. Uh, so fun, uh, funny enough about this movie is that this was originally not supposed to be part of this universe. Because um, DC started this whole animated movie line in 2007. So it comes out... Funny enough, it came out the 10th the, the anniversary of... Uh, of when the, the like the not the, like a, original animated movies that actually started, this was this was like one of the first ones that they had said was going to be one of their uh, ones. And Teen Titans Judas Contract is a uh, very popular and critically acclaimed storyline from the 1980s. So the fact that it, they they just incorporated it into this universe um, goes to show you that filmmaking, whether it's live action or animated, ain't easy. It most certainly is not. Okay, so, uh, and I think this is the first time for us, well, actually not a first time, because last week with the Justice League Dark, we got a team by themselves. This is the first time since, since like, the Justice League that we get these characters by themselves, there's nobody else, there's no Batman, there's no Superman, you know, there, it's, the only adults here are Nightwing and, and Starfire, and that's it. Yep, uh, this is strictly a Teen Titans movie, which is what the last one probably should have been, but that's still up in the air. Right, exactly. All right, so let's go ahead and break it down before we get it down. Uh, Teen Titans Judas Contract, directed by Sam Liu, with screenplay by Ernie Atbacker, uh, based on the Judas Contract by Marv Wolfman and George Perez, produced by James Tucker, starring Stuart Allen as Robin slash Damien, Talisa uh, Famiga as, I believe, why does it not say who she is, um, as is Raven. She? Yeah. Yeah, Raven, there you go. Brandon Suhu as uh, Beast Boy. Jake T. Austin as uh, Blue Beetle. Uh, Carrie Walgreen as Starfire. Or Walgreen. I keep saying Walgreens, damn it, I'm sorry. Uh, As as Starfire. Sean Maher as uh, Nightwing. Uh, Dick Grayson. Christina Ricci, which I didn't realize, as Tara. Um, Miguel Ferreira as... Oh, God, it doesn't say who Miguel Ferreira... Actually, you know what? Screw down. Miguel Ferreira as Slade Wilson, Deathstroke, and uh, Greg Henry as Sebastian Blood slash Blood Blood, and finally, Meg Foster as Mother Mayhem. So, uh, a full cast of characters this time around. No soups, no bats, no wonders uh, in this lineup whatsoever. Yeah, it's actually kind of refreshing uh, to get this uh, new young blood of heroes rather than the old chiseled ones that we've been used to all this time 
Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Teen Titans are like, depending on which generation you follow, they're definitely an influence on like your reading habits. Whether you grew up with the comics in the 1980s or like us, where we saw Teen Titans, the animated series on Cartoon Network, which takes a lot from that sort of era of of Teen Titans. So uh, I imagine this is. Um, how did you? What did you? What? Are, let me ask you this before we break down the story bit by bit. What were your preconceived notions going into this movie? I had a feeling that uh, Terra would definitely be a thing. I mean, they wouldn't sting her in the previous Teen Titans movie for nothing, right? Exactly. Uh, Terra, she was in the the cartoon, right? I, I want to say she was in there. She was. She was a pivotal plot point in the second season, I think. Okay. Yeah, which th- that might have been like a loose adaptation of uh, of the Judas Contract. Obviously, they can't... There's there's definitely some things in here that we're gonna talk about that go that got a little like Ugh, okay, yeah. um, so but we'll we'll get it in there. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and break it down, and we actually get a nice flashback sequence uh, at the beginning, uh, which I completely forgot about. Um, if I kind of flashbacks to five years ago, so it's kind of hard to say. Like obviously, Batman has to have been established, and the Flash has to have been established because. We see Kid Flash and Dick Grayson Robin here, along with, I believe it is, Bumblebee and uh, Beast Boy uh, and Speedy, who is the sidekick of Green Arrow. Uh, and they're sort of like all in their own car, kind of just, you know, going, looking, like, just, I guess, just hanging around, looking for patrolling, I guess. Um, lo and behold, uh, they see uh, something crash in the sky, and it's. Uh, the war, war, the character we would come to know as Starfire, uh, who is being chased down by uh, Tamarin soldiers who are sent by her sister Blackfire, who definitely she was a uh, a force in the show, um, yes. and it, and it's basically like, like you basically get to see like the original Teen Titans rescue Starfire. Yeah, that was a neat little sequence. Uh, although I did not expect to see. Um... Dick be that small um, and grew up that much in five years. Right. Well, like, he, he's he got... It's hard to say how old he is, right? Because, like, he's not eight. He's, like... He's got to be at least 15 here, maybe? Because um, I think the Teen Titans were, like, relative... Like, actual teenagers, not, like, young kids. Like, say, uh, like, the Teen Titans that we watched were. So I want to say he's at least 15, and by, by the time we watch him, he's got to be in his 20s. It's hard to say, okay? Time is relative, okay? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it pretty much rescues Starfire, and I think this pretty much sets the tone of, of the Teen Titans, and I, to, I don't think they intended this, but I, when you look at the Justice League, the first Justice League movies we saw, um, it was, like, very much, we're not a team, you know, and, like, only after Throne of Atlantis did they finally start to, like, you know what? this isn't really that bad after all. Let's work together more, even though we've only, that's the only time we've seen it in these line of movies. Uh, well, Justice League, uh, the Teen Titans and previously, but again, that was more like they were dragged into something versus seeing the, the slice of life moment, you know? Yeah. Uh, and here, it's pretty much established that like the Teen Titans, they're, they're, <sighs> cue the Don Toretto references again. It, they're, a, they're a family. Um, it's, it's all about family. This is a much more, tight-knit group of kids than, say, the Justice League, because it's very... Like, when kids come together, it's very much... Like, you and I both know. You bond with somebody when you're a kid. You bond with them for a long time. There's a personal relationship there. You can almost consider them your brothers and sisters. Um, 
and I, that pretty much feeds into the rest of this movie, the theming of family. And, of course, uh, Dick Grayson immediately falls in love with Starfire. Uh, and, of course, uh, the, the fact that... And I think this is a thing from the comics. She kisses him to learn English. So I'm like, well, that would be... That would, that's, that's yeah, that's one, also very, a thing in the show as well. Yeah, it's very invasive, but also like very, very helpful, I guess. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so it kind of gives you like a sort of like nice comparison where we're going to. Uh, especially God, because like, this is the most lighthearted part of the movie. Like it's all optimism, all like nice and good. And granted, you know, Starfire is a refugee from a war torn planet, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so and then we come to the to the front, and uh, pretty much the uh, Teen Titans, uh, which I believe it's still pretty much the same team. So Beast Boy, um, uh, uh, Starfire, uh, Blue Eagle Raven. Uh, Damien. And a and new addition, Terra. Terra is the only new addition to the team. Uh, they're pretty much on a mission to, uh, they're hunting down this blood cult led by the character known as Blood or Blood, which we'll talk about him later. Um, uh, and, and you, you already, you could kind of see how the team dynamics work. Uh, Corey and Dick are the leaders, but Cor- Corey is like the team leader. But Nightwing, I'm guessing this has to just him being like a student, uh, like a student under Batman, where he just can't help himself to take charge. Um, I'm pretty sure it's also an excuse to spend more time with Starfire because he's been cock blocked this entire series so far. Right, but I mean more so like how he's trying to give instructions and like, okay, this is how, okay, we can't like they're trying to go up the wall and he's like, okay, well we can't wait for the moonlight and like Starfire's like, Dick, Dick, Tara's gonna take us up there, like, oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's not, like, it's, I feel like that's, like, years of him under Batman, whether he wants to acknowledge it or not. Like, Batman, obviously, we know, takes control of a, takes control of a situation, so I think it's just habit of him to do that, because he feels like nobody else will. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, pretty much, uh, um, uh, they, they, we get a huge fight with this, uh, terrorist organization. I think it's called Hive... But they're led by Brother Blood. It's really weird. It feels like there's too many organizations. Like you have the Blood Cult, but Hive. But it's the same thing. Even Dick Grayson says it uh, pretty much later. Pretty much in uh, in it. Yep. Um, and um, we learn that uh, Brother Blood has a very nefarious purpose uh, for why he's trying to capture uh, the Teen Titans. That is his ultimate goal. Um, and, uh, he actually captures this character. I don't, do they, do they name this character, Tyler? I don't believe they do. Um, I don't think he has a name yet, but he is shown in the Stinger. Right. So, I'll go ahead and say it, because even in the Stinger they don't say it. That is Jericho. Uh, in the comics he was a member of the Teen Titans. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and, uh, and, like... So he he's actually Wade Wilson's son in the comics. There's no connection to that here. It's kind of I think it's one of those things like, hey, here's Jericho, because uh, I think his I think he was much more pivotal in the comic storyline. I've never read Judas Contract, but I think that's uh, that was the goal. Um, but also, let's, I can't let's talk help about bro- say that you said Wade Wilson. That's Deadpool. Oh right, Slade Wilson. It's it's still it's whatever. Excuse me, Slade Wilson. I'm sorry. Um, and so uh, and and pretty much, I guess Jericho is the guinea pig to this test, 
and uh, he gets shot in the head by Mother Mayhem uh, right at the beginning. So that's a character that's just killed off. So I, I don't, again, I don't remember Jericho's. I think like you have like he's. I don't think he ever appeared in the TV show, right? I'm pretty sure he didn't. So like he's one of those characters. Like you, like who the fuck is this guy? This Jerry Curl looking motherfucker who's actually date, uh, um, who's actually Wade Wilson's son, um, Slade Wilson. I did it again. Shit. <laughs> Well, I mean, um, De- Deathstroke and Deadpool are kind of similar to each other. I mean, fucking Rob Liefeld ripped it off. That's he, he ripped off the damn concept. Yes, exactly. Uh, um, so, and we get a lot of nice. What, what's nice about this movie is we get a lot of team building exercise with this. Like not team building exercise. We get a lot of personal character moments between the characters um, that you don't really get to see a lot of. Um, which I didn't. I didn't expect. What did you think about that? Um, I thought it was a nice derivation uh, from what we saw in Justice League versus Teen Titans. My biggest problem was that the Titans weren't really that explored enough, uh, individually at least. It was more of a Raven show. Whereas in this one, um, you see um, their own personal problems come up more often, and uh, they come off more as people. Exactly. Uh, it, it, it feels it feels like they were given more time, and I think this is where we get the moment where, like, we kind of go into like their personal traumas. Uh, Jaime, um, we I don't even think we went into Jaime's parents last time. Jaime, basically, uh, he can't. I guess his the beetle acts aggressively towards his his father specifically, um, probably because his father probably was drunk and hit him or something when the beetle happened. So the beetle just instinctively says no and him and his uh did you catch you voiced um uh blue beetle's mother uh i did not that is the voice actress for hot girl um oh, from the cool. justice league unlimited series so that's a nice little callback i reckon uh she was also uh george lopez's wife i can't remember her name off the top of my head it probably says it in the staff credits but i don't think so um uh yes maria canelas barrera yeah so yeah, she was uh uh, you, you would recognize her as Hot Girl. Um, so you, we get some of that. So Blue Beetle doesn't get the biggest attention, uh, but everybody kind of gets a little, not a, not a huge arc, but like a little, a little. you get a slice into them, into what they're thinking in that, like being, like, in addition to family being a huge thing about this movie, it's, and we'll get to later when Beast Boy says the line, but like being a superhero, especially at this age, is extremely tough. Yeah, it is. There's a whole bunch of uh, interpersonal uh, workings into being a superhero, especially in this universe. Exactly. Um, and I was misremembering my events. Then we see that, that Jericho is sort of the beginning of everything. So after we start, kind of get some downplay, uh, again, we don't name it. Um, uh, we don't name it all. And I kind of like, and there's also a moment where, a little after this, where beast boy and tara go with jaime because jaime jaime feels homesick um this is kind of his plot point and he pretty much ends up volunteering at a soup kitchen uh mostly because the pretty girl is there but you know he also wants to do good like listen sometimes thinking with your dick isn't the best thing if it means you're helping you know feed the homeless hey man he didn't go into a hopeless shelter thinking that there would be a hot girl hit that he'd be working with Right, it's just it's just happening. Like, hey, what are the what are the coincidences? Um, it's just and the sort of work, exactly. And sort of this is where we kind of get like more so the relationship between Beast Boy and Tara, which is really the crux of this movie, the emotional pull of this movie. And I think you you and I, I think you would you agree with that? 
I would say so, yeah. Um, and we even get a, like a tease of a flashback to Terra because Terra's the obviously we kind of know about these characters, but Terra's the one we don't know about the least, um, and which I think is interesting. Uh, and unfortunately, we get a reveal which I didn't expect. I kind of forgot about it. Um, that um, a certain character might be back, I believe. Well, I mean, you kind of name dropped him earlier on, so oh right, I'll well just get why. out of the way. Right, yeah. So Wade Wilson is seemingly brought back. Slade um, Wilson. God damn it! I did it again. <laughs> Slade Wilson is seemingly brought back, um, and this is and so it's kind of and this. I feel like they telegraph it a little bit too much. Um, Tara, and it cuts back to Titan's Tower. Tara is basically having trouble sleeping. Um, in fact, her. Uh, her her nightmares are causing her to have tremors and basically shake the entire building. Um, and sort of like and and Robin is in here, but uh, he this is the first time like Robin, even even though uh, Deathstroke I'm gonna call him by that name now so I don't fucking screw it up again. Uh, Deathstroke is 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 back again. Robin kind of takes, like, he doesn't take the forefront for the most part. Yeah, he's pretty much uh, more or less the background guy. Yeah, it's like, you know, it, it, like he's still kind of like that snide asshole where he's like, you know, we uh, we should monitor her, we, we need to do this, we need to do that, and, like, everybody's telling him, like, dude, like, um, your Bruce Corey's is showing. got it. Yeah, your Bruce is showing, exactly. Uh, I do like how they they introduce Deathstroke though, brother, brother, brother. We don't see how Deathstroke comes back because again, we we saw him die. I'm pretty sure we saw him die. We did. Um, and like he, it's in a brother, brother's pretty pretty much having a conversation with him in the uh, graveyard in this graveyard, and in the he's basically yeah, exactly. And uh, he's gonna hire him to basically stalk the Teen Titans. Um, to use for his machinations, and he's gonna pay him a good sum of money for it. Um, let's see here, and then we get some more, uh, uh, like a good exercise training moment, which leads to possibly the funniest moment in the world, where uh, uh, Dick Grayson and Starfire Nightwing are um, training the kids, and to give a demonstration. Starfire's pairs uh, pairs off with Nightwing, and they're fighting. And of course, Starfire takes the other hand, and she, and she says he doesn't have a lot of stamina. And of course, the kids laugh because they may be teenagers, but they know what's going on. Um, and he goes, "Oh, oh, not that. He's very good when we're having Corey." Just very, very quickly, which I found so super amusing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, unfortunately, during this exercise, though, we get more into Tara's backstory. Uh, it causes her to have PTSD because it's pretty much confirmed here that she's suffering from PTSD uh, from what happened. And we'll go more into it when she tells her story. But basically, it's it's not it's not pretty. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome and not for the faint of heart. No, 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 no. Um, it's a nice training exercise, and again, it, it leads to that pitiful moment where, uh, unfortunately, she loses control of her powers, and that causes, um, you know, everything to go haywire. And she's she's put off by it. And this is I kind of like this is kind of Tara's character arc, where we'll get to her like what her deal is in a moment. But 
she because of what we the brief glimpses we've seen of her past she doesn't like like the team is like very understanding they're like hey it's okay even like beast boy's like all fucked up by the rocks that are hitting him you know like he looks very damaged he's like hey it's okay i know you didn't mean it and she doesn't know how to handle that yeah she is pretty standoffish for most of the movie and there is a reason for it but she's just so put off by um, their kindness that she doesn't know how to react to it Exactly. It, it it's 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 very it's very weird. And Robin uh, is of course like very sus. I want like there's an image where Tara walks away, and and it's just focused on the team. But Robin's in the foreground. I just want to put sus right under <laughs> underneath Robin right there. I'll put there. the Among Us uh, theme I've been throwing in the game cast every now and then. Oh my god! Yes, do it please. This is where. We kind of get a sense that something's going on more with Tara besides her PTSD. Um, Damien, Starfire, and Raven go to Nightwing, and they basically tell him, like, hey, look, okay, we think something's going on with her, not just from um, a mental problem, but we think she's up to something. We, we Like, she might be a mole or, or alluding to something. Um, and... Uh, D- Damien corners off Tara by herself. And actually, this is the nicest moment we get with Damien. Yeah, I would say so. And he pretty much tells her, like, look, like, because he, at first he tries, like, you know, he kind of accuses her a little bit, and he pretty much says, like, look, listen, you don't, you don't have to do this alone, like, we're, we're family. Um, God damn it. Um, you know, you can come to us. And, unfortunately, that's when Deathstroke makes his appearance. Uh, and, of course, it's fitting, right? It's, 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 it's storytelling, the fact that, um, Deathstroke first shows up fighting the the person who killed him last time we saw him. Well, I mean, he didn't technically kill him. Like, he no, chose but, not to. So he just like, died in circumstance. I don't have to save you. I don't have to. I'm not going to kill you. But I don't have to save you. Um, but Deathstroke is packing a new upgrade. Um, ain't that right, Tyler? Uh, yep. He's got a bunch of new toys at his disposal in this movie. He has a and he shoots lasers. Yeah, and he's uh, and he's like super strong now. Like he punches through a um, like a like a I guess a chimney Solid shaft. Concrete. Yeah, tall concrete just like, bam, nothing. So and, and uh, but unfortunately, this is where the reveal happens that Tara all of a sudden Robin is fighting uh, Deathstroke and he gets blindsided by a rock, of course. What, it's no, it's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. She threw a Tara, rock at him. Exactly, it was a big rock. It was a big rock. What's that from again? I'm, I'm losing. It's from my Batman mind. the Animated Series. Is it? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, Killer Croc uh, says it. Oh my god! I don't. It was a big rock. God damn it! Um, so yeah, Tara is in. In Deathstroke gently helps Tara come down off her floating platforms, and Tara is working with Deathstroke and pretty much. This is honestly the most terrifying po- moment in the movie. Robin gets like in, like sunk into the ground, and you don't see what happens to him later. Um, but pretty much, he is like he goes MIA up until the final uh, section of the movie because, of course, he knows. And Tara is, is is now officially to be she. We now know her as to be a a a, a, a double agent. Tara is the imposter. For- 
There's there's an imposter among us. Ah, somebody has to. Oh my god, somebody has to mod in like Teen Titans outfits, and like if you're if you just get the Terra outfit, you're just automatically sus. I'm sure um, someone's done it already. Oh man. So um, and this is where it gets controversial. So and this is where we learn about uh, Terra and and Deathstroke's relationship. So um, how did you feel about this moment before I get into it? Because it's it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's pretty creepo, and it's way different than it was in the show, I'll say that much. Yeah, and this is actually more true to the comic, so, as, and this is, and we, I don't, I don't believe here, um, oh, we, we get more of her origin, so basically, um, and she tells exactly what happens to Beast Boy later, but we see that Tara is basically being attacked by this village, um, I'm assuming this is one she lives in. And she's about to be killed, uh, like, and she's even like like tied up. She can't. She's defenseless. And ultimately, um, Deathstroke comes in and saves this young Tara Markov, kills everybody, and saves her life. And that pretty much sets the relationship. And so, before she explains the scene, Tara comes up to Deathstroke, and she's wearing makeup like very very red rosy makeup and she's wearing a nightgown and she's pretty much like trying to seduce him and it's it's just like again this is something that that happened in the comic but it's something you wouldn't think they would do in the anime movie yet here we are yeah this is the equivalent of the ending of sonic 06 uh it's a teenager hitting on a corpse yeah um, well, I mean, it's also the fact that, like, the age difference, like, he's, like, at least 50, maybe even older, who knows how old Deathstroke is, and, and Deathstroke, for the most part, like, he pretty much, like, says, stay on mission, uh, and at first it seems like that, right, he's like, I'm not into that, you know, stop doing that, uh, then, he, of course, he says, we will be together in more, in more ways than one, my love, I'm like, oh, okay, there it is, there Dude, it is, don't be a creep, uh, yeah, it's a creep, but, like, Tara is not, like, Tara is pretty much wanting to be with Slade because, of course, she has that... That's her only connection prior to the Titans of, like, what does gratitude look like? What does love look like? It's it's Slade Wilson. And, in fact, uh, the only reason we we get what the... Uh, like, the flashback is she's putting... He's putting a, uh, a target... Uh, not a target, a camera in her eye. And we sort of see how... It's very similar to how she first saw Slade's... Uh, uh, Deathstroke's face for the first time, and she's spurned by it. But like it's just—it's just the imagery of her in the nightgown, hugging him, and he's holding her like close. It's like—it's almost like okay—is—is is it a father-daughter relationship? Like, no, she wants more. She—she she clearly wants more. Um, it's just an uncomfortable situation. Yeah, it's—it's—it's it's, it's really weird. Um, yeah, it's—it's it's just. It's just weird. So, unfortunately, uh, Terra is then sent back to to Titans Tower to continue to monitor the Titans, and the, and she gets surprised at the birthday party. So this is this is where the conflict happens. So now, Terra is beginning the struggle with the fact that, um, well, shit. Like, yeah, Slade saved my life, and he, I owe him everything. But like, and she even cries during this, and it's hard. Like, are those genuine tears? Um, you know, like she, I don't like, she's, I don't think she's used to this support level. Yeah, this is something completely alien to her at this point. Yeah, but you can tell she's having fun. Like, 
she there's a picture of her eating cake and she's like not smiling but you can tell she's not like she's dancing like it's it's a nice little homage uh like a nice little um uh what do you, not homage uh what's the scene I'm thinking what's the montage uh, of the party like you get to see them like act like as a as a family and it's 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 really heartwarming um also i never i haven't said this at all i love the fact that starfire is like taller than dick grayson like a like a foot um it's hilarious to me um and dick is not bothered by it at all um he's comfortable with who he is he knows he knows who he is and of course robin's not dead we find out that he is being captured uh in or, or by deathstroke by rocks like his body his legs his arm, his like hands and his arms. Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, but like in rocks, he's literally in bedrock. So like, I don't know how he's not in pain, but maybe it's just like in the right place. I really have to go to the bathroom. Nope, we'll just go right here. Um, and this is like a nice moment because like, like this is like the only talkative moment they have where like, you know, I would have been the charge of the. Le- it's a nice callback if you watch the other movie, basically. You're rewarded for that. How do you think you... Do you I don't know if I would have felt the same way if I would have just watched him. Like, what are they talking about? Because <coughs> there's no way to know that these were part... They don't say, like, part of this, like, the same universe. This isn't chapter whatever, you know? Yeah, they don't name drop the League of Shadows at all in this movie. Oh, no, they do. Like, he says, we'll form our own League of Shadows. He tells Tara that. Yeah, but that's about it. Yeah, so, like, I think I think it's mostly to reward... If you watched um, Son of Batman, um, you, you'll, you'll kind of get a nice connection from it. Um, and so basically the, the, the Teen Titans agree to start looking for Nightwing. Um, and there they begin to uncover plans uh, of like exactly what Brother Blood is doing. They don't know exactly what. We get a cool fight in the warehouse section, which was really nice. Um, what did you think about this part a little bit? I thought it was uh, nice. Uh, although... Uh... It was kind of a breakaway from the the happy dappy montage that we had literally a scene before. Right. And that is something that superhero teams do have to contend with, I would assume. Right. And of course the big reason for this is the fact that um uh because they found the the, the device or the plans for the device that Brother Blood is building, uh he is the Teen Titans are they now learn that Teen Titans are being targeted. They don't know what Terra's doing it. But she's she's pretty much um, uh, they they know that something's up, um, and so Starfire pretty much tells them that like okay be vigilant and you can tell Tara is like really conflicted on what to do here like I like am I stuck with this what's going on? Uh, and then so after that we get Tara is you know still dealing with her like emotions and like understanding what's going on and she's sitting out like outside the headquarters on the beach and beast boy shows up and i think this is the best moment in the entire movie honestly yes uh like tara kind of opens like for the most for the first for the first time tara opens up about uh her origin and the fact that her parents um freak out freaked out the fact she had powers and that's where we saw the whole that the whole village one wanted to um wanted to kill her and so pretty much she says, like, you know, everybody's had it bad. Uh, like, you know, I've had it pretty bad. And Beast Boy counters Zack with maybe not the best advice. Like, everybody's had it bad. And he kind of breaks down the fact that, like, you know, Corey 
Starfire is, um, you know, on the run. She's a refugee from her home planet. Blue Beetle can't see his family because the bug might attack him. Um, and then he says the greatest, like, line ever. He says, I think pain is what makes a, uh, makes a hero. It's like a pressure that either forms a diamond or grinds you into dust. Like, holy shit, man. I did not expect this profoundness from Beast Boy of all characters, I'll say right. that. Right, and it, and he's so right. And, like, granted, it's like, god damn, is that a, did I just make a fucking earth from us saying granite? <laughs> um, <laughs> granted, it's, like, kind of, like, on the nose, because, of course, he's talking about pressure and diamonds and, obviously, Terra's Earth's powers. But it's a, it's a nice sentiment, and it kind of, like, m- like, even the Marvel movies don't really do it that much, where, like, they don't really show, like, the emotional traumatizing effects of being a superhero, and, like, having to deal with all that. And, like, that's why Beast Boy puts out, like, the, like, very much, like, whoa, party, like, expression. Because, like, he knows how tough it is. Yeah. Sometimes to cope with uh, the hardships in life, you just gotta put on a smile, even if it's fake. Exactly. And, of course, this leads to a very nice kiss between the two. So, yes, if you ship Beast Boy and Terra. I think they were a thing in the in the, in the the show, too. So, you know... Okay, that, that's what, that's what I remember. Beast Boy can't help. It's it's a very glorious scene. Terra and like ah, oh, and then the breakdown for reality. Fucking, you can hear Deathstroke's voice. Like ah, oh, that was good acting. I almost bought it right there. Like, damn it, because you know Terra's being genuine right here. You know she is, but she can't. She's in too deep at this point. Yep. Uh, and this is where we kind of like the movie gets like super dark. Uh, the Teen Titans are basically, uh, Slay, uh, Slay tells Terra, okay, time to move, we're gonna go, we're gonna make our plan now, and pretty much they start picking off the Titans one by one. Jamie is kidnapped, uh, at the, um, at the super, uh, at the, at the soup can that he's been working at. Beast Boy, fucking idiot, <laughs> um, gets, goes to a, a convention that's supposed to be hosted, a panel that's supposed to be hosted by Kevin Smith, and he presses the, so do not, it so bad that even he didn't show up, exactly, <laughs> Metro, I think it's called MetroCon, he presses the button that says, do not press, Beast Boy pressed the damn button, um, Starfire is kidnapped at her apartment, um, we don't really see it, but we do get, what we do get is, um, Nightwing, uh, first basically, like, goes and checks out, okay, something's going on, and he first he goes to uh, Beast Boy or uh, to uh, Blue Beetle, and this is like the only instance where we get to see him act like a detective. And he sees like the newspaper, like the wires, and he like he puts it's very rudimentary, but I thought it was a very cool moment. He has detective mode from the Arkham games, pretty much. But my favorite though is when he goes to the convention and he just sees that. All it is just Blue Beetle or um, Gar pretty much just press the thing and out of the microphone comes like these these tranquilizing darts. And he's like, oh, come on, Gar. Like, seriously? Like, out of all, like, they knew Beast Boy was going to be uh, stupid enough to press the button. He goes back to the, go back to the apartment and there's Deathstroke. And we get an awesome fight scene one-on-one between Dick and Deathstroke uh, yeah, from their apartment building. Starfire was uh, stockpiling a whole bunch of weapons when they moved in together. Exactly, right? How, con- <laughs> how convenient. Um, and it's a really well choreographed fight. Um, I, I really liked it. They, um, what did you think? Yeah, this was a super cool fight. Uh, 
probably the best one in the whole movie, in, in my personal opinion. I think so, because the other ones are a little bit more, like, power-based, and those are fun, but this is just pretty much good old, like, you know, karate action, you know, using, using, like, it, like I was going to say neutral, um, playing, they're playing neutral, he even, actually, Slade even says, they're hey, fucking, footsies. yeah, this is like, your spacing needs work, and you play footsies more. Um, Dick unfortunately breaks. Uh, I I think he separates his shoulder. He doesn't break it, but he separates it at least. Um, and it lead, he falls all the way down uh, from the top of the apartment, near the top of the apartment, to the floor. Luckily, there's a bag of garbage uh, there, so you know, uh, thank God, garbage day didn't come. And Dick is surprisingly shot in the chest. Yeah, Deathstroke uh, gave him the stroke of death. Damn it. Uh, but it turns out it's not really... He's not really dead. I think he was wearing, uh, like, a bulletproof vest. And no, he, he was just wearing kinda, a board. He was wearing a board. Ah, okay. A uh, very unforgiven esque move. Plank and, saved him. Yes, Plank! Praise Plank. <laughs> um, and, uh, but his, his shoulder still hurts, but he fucking popped that shit back into place like a badass. I've never had that happen to me. I never want that to happen to me where you have to basically pop it back in. Like, oh, God. Um, Listen, man, if that ever happened to me, I would try that first. Yeah, so this is where we kind of, and this is basically the final part of the movie. Let's talk about Brother Blood real quick. Fucking, what an afterthought of a villain, right? Yeah, right. Probably more so than, uh, ah, shit, what's his face from uh, uh, the second Batman movie we watched? I don't even remember at this point. Um, it's been so long. Yeah, it's it's been it's been six weeks. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like he's there and obviously the reasons why we're doing this is because Deathstroke hired him, but really the villain is Deathstroke and Terra. Like brother blood is only there as like to serve as a means to an end. Like they needed a reason to have Deathstroke go after the Titans, even though he probably would have done it anyway. I guess he wouldn't do it anyways because he he needs the money. Um, and he wants to protect Terra. It's just... Oh, it's just, it's just so like uh, number one, his his design lo- reminds me of Magneto, like very much like Magneto. Um, kind of does. Uh, it, and he's just uninspiring. He's kind of like his whole thing is it's a cult. He's a savior character, or he's a, he's a, like I am the truth, I am the life. You know that kind of thing. It's nothing really you haven't seen before. But he's just comp. It, Maybe if Deathstroke and Terra weren't also in it, maybe they could have given more time to like make him a credible villain. But he's just an afterthought in this movie. He really is. He's nowhere near as interesting as he is in the show. Right. Uh, and again, I think I think it's because the focus is the, the like the crux of it is is Terra and Deathstroke. So, unfortunately, the Titans are all captured. Terra comes out with a new haircut, and this is when the team learns that Terra is, in fact, working for for Deathstroke and Brother, basically Brother Blood. And Terra's got a new haircut. I think I might have said that twice already. Um, new haircut me. and uh, ear piercings. And ear piercings. Because I think it says evil, then a new haircut and ear piercings. Edgy. Um, exactly. <laughs> and, unfortunately, uh, Deathstroke... Uh, betrays Terra and for even more money. It was all part of the plan. So, uh, and so what we learn is that 
uh, Blood of Blood wants to take all the blood from the Teen Titans and basically, I guess, therefore their powers and infuse into him and then send to this godlike state. Which I don't, I don't think that's how that works. But okay, buddy, it's it's blood science. I'm gonna, it's hematology. I'm gonna let you believe it. Um, Dick Grayson pops in, and we pretty much get a big ass showdown of 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 we get Robin and Nightwing versus Deathstroke, which is some really good action. And but most of it is uh, uh, the Teen Titans versus Brother Blood, and Brother Blood gets like this awful. He was already awful before, but he gets even this more awful redesign where he's like an amalgamation of all the characters. Yeah, he's pretty much a giant clusterfuck. It's like a hodgepodge from Action League now. Now that I think about it, exactly. Like he has booby those <laughs> like spikes in the back. He has like he's kind of green skin. It's it's dumb. There's like. I like I don't know why they couldn't have just kept him like maybe made him like he doesn't he looks dumb versus intimidating and I think partially it's because Nightwing blows up the device before the transference can be complete so maybe that's it but like I don't know it just it just feels hollow to me it really does so <laughs> um but Tara is actually knocked out for most of the fight um, until she, until she's not, she wakes up, she's pissed. She is straight up mad and, um, goes straight for Deathstroke. Like you can, like her, her first scream, like she says, she screams Slade and it's like a primal scream. Like she's mad. Like she, like, like imagine being betrayed by the, by the only person that's shown you love. Like that's, that's all kinds of fucked up. Um, it really is. They shove. In fact, she gets so mad that um, she pretty much just tells Brother Blood, "Get the fuck out of my way, you trash!" Exactly. He's like, he's like going. I was like, I am a golden god, and just gets steamrolled by this boulder that comes. Yeah, exactly. Puny god. Exactly. Um, and uh, the Titans are then. It pretty much. Tara was like, "Nah, Deathstroke is mine." Puts up a wall of rocks all around Deathstroke, and at first I thought she killed him because. They, they, she basically sums up a whole bunch of boulders, chucks them at him, and Deathstroke dies. Well, <laughs> I mean, he does, but like this part, I mean, um, and he cuts away, goes, "Oh boy!" And then like you just hear the rocks hit. Uh, he doesn't yet, at least. Um, the Teen Titans deal with with Brother Blood until eventually he just, I guess, his energy gave out. It's it's kind of weird, or they sapped his power away. Um, and he pretty much gets the sh- gets the shellacking of a lifetime, and he pretty much becomes like he he like gets super skinny, and like he lost he not only did he lose the Titans' powers, he lost whatever he had before then because he was a buff dude. He was kind of a buff dude before. Yeah, he pretty much just became me after uh, n- uh, three days of not eating food. Damn! Don't do that, Mike. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um. Uh. So. But unfortunately, and he's like, I could have been this, I could have been that. And then he gets shot by Mother Mayhem because, you know, she says the line, uh, I won't let them take you, my love. So, you know, like, that's a very much a cult. I feel like that could have been something more, but it was kind of just like, oh shit, he's dead. Um, Tara is losing all control. Deathstroke's trying to explain it to her, trying to explain, like, it was a misunderstanding, my love. You know, we could have been something, you know, all this, all this other things. And it's, it's a very emotional fight. You know, Tara's finally letting all that rage come out, um, that she couldn't let come before. Um, what did you think about it? Um, I thought this was probably a nice little bow to her character arc. Like, uh, she's pretty much been 
completely indifferent to uh, the rest of the team, but uh, throughout she's pretty much been uh, conflicted with uh, their kindness and sticking with Slade. And uh, when she figures out the right thing to do is to let her rage out, then uh, this is the result of that, and I think it's fitting. Yeah, she pretty much just like throws just a whole bunch, and there a bunch of rocks at him, which again, you're, that's going to kill you. And he says, "So long, kid." And like she just screams like this, another primal scream, you know, because it's like she's crying. It's a lot to process for her, um, and of course she realized she hurt the team. Like she she feels terrible for that. Like she obviously at, at some point she she didn't want to do this anymore. She apologizes to Beast Boy, sends Beast Boy away, and I think we know what comes next. Um, we see Brother Blood and Mother Hayham cartoonishly cartoonishly get crushed by a boulder, just like pomp, they're dead. The Wily Coyote effect. Yes, but except they're not going to spring back to life. And Terra basically sends the Titans out while bringing down the the rubble around her. So she pretty much commits suicide, which is that's that's a that's a heavy way to end this movie. Like she collapses. You don't really see anything initially. Her power she powers down, and then the rocks just succumb to her. Like she just she just lets go. Like it's over. Um, yep. And then we get Ke- and then we get Beast Boy on a podcast. <laughs> get Beast oh, Boy. We're getting Beast Boy here. That's neat. Yeah, Beast Boy on, on on Kevin Smith's Fat Man on Batman podcast because that's the show he does. Uh, and this is where he kind of like talks about it, and then he asks uh, Kevin Smith. It's literally Kevin Smith, by the way. Uh, ask ask about Tara, and he, he Beast Boy kind of curls up, and you know basically talks about her. He recites that you know. That diamond line, he it calls Tara a diamond. That he was, she was the most beautiful thing in the world. Very romantic, very beautiful stuff, very tragic stuff. Uh, until it's kind of intercutting with uh, them back at Brother Blood's uh, temple, and he digs and digs and digs. It, I'd imagine he's been at it for like hours. You know, uh, it doesn't really tell, but like it, it's probably been a long time. And uh, he finds her body, and he just and she's somehow still alive. Uh, a little, like, barely hanging on at this point. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, she sees she sees Beast Boy. I it's I don't think she says anything. Like, she kind of mumbles something, but the, the subtitles didn't pick it up. Um, uh, and she dies in his arms in, in the most utmost of tragic ways. Yep, just like I remembered it. And that that's 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 pretty much it. Um, uh, there is a stinger, and I, t- I feel like it's a dumb stinger because it doesn't. I can't see right now. I don't think it plays into any of the movies coming forward. Uh, the character we saw earlier, who was shot, die is not dead. They're they're they're, they're not dead. He has a healing factor. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually a ghost. Technically, he becomes a ghost. I think. Um, but oh, so shit, yeah, he's ghost. Yeah, Space Ghost, yeah. So yeah, that was Teen Titans, The Judas Contract. Um, Tyler, I think I'm going to be bold to say like this is the best one we've seen yet. Even though we said that last week with Justice League Dark, that was a lot of fun. I feel like this was a better overall movie. Yeah, I feel like this one was a better pace than some of the other ones. Um, there are still some issues with... Uh, uh, character development in uh, some places like they don't have enough time to go over some of the issues that they bring up 
Right. But uh, I feel like they do a better job of doing a balancing act for all of these characters. Like, the villain still sucks. Uh, Brother Blood is pretty much a nothing villain. But Slade and Terra as the dynamic uh, villains are much more interesting in comparison. Exactly. I think that's the weak link of this movie. What holds it back is Brother Blood. I feel like you could have taken... You could have taken Brother Blood out and... I don't know, had the visor where it's just Deathstroke and he just wants to kill the Teen Titans. It doesn't have to be the fact that he wants to suck their powers and he he's finds some way to betray Terra or have Terra at that moment where the, he's about to kill him, but to kill the Titans and she's like, no! And I, it just, the whole brother, brother blood shit just, just feels tacked on because I don't know why. It just, it just, it, it, it he feels hollow, especially considering to, and I think it hurts even more so because you have that incredible dynamic and villainous return of Deathstroke with, you know, with having conflict with Robin and stuff, and of course Terra. Yeah, it's a missed opportunity for sure. Yeah. Uh, but I still think it's it's the best one overall. Uh, I like that night that Raven gives... Uh, um, we didn't really talk about it because it kind of happens in Smokes, but you saw that Damien and Raven are becoming a lot closer... They're becoming a lot closer, just not open yet, but, you know, she's definitely... They adopt definitely... a puppy together. Yeah, they adopt a puppy. That becomes Ace the Bat Hound, um, believe it or not. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's that's Ace the Bat Hound. Um, we actually, I will tell you this right now, you do see Ace in a future movie. Um, nice. So he'll be back. Ace will return. <laughs> Ace will return. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Any final thoughts, Tyler, um, for... That's pretty much it for me. Really? Okay. Alright. I think this is also our longest episode yet, mostly because of my yammering. Uh, but I think it's just because there's so much to pack in here within, like, this hour 15. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely one of the longer ones, for sure, I noticed. Yeah, and there's a lot more to it. There's... Seriously, I think you can honestly watch this movie without... I think you could... I don't think... Don't... I don't think you need to watch Son of Batman. Like, you just assume that, okay, he just wants revenge on Robin, and they tell you why. Um, you just get a little bit more flavor bonus for it. I feel like you could just watch this movie on its own. And God, that, again, I think, not just from this movie, I think that moment when Beast Boy tells Tara, you know, like, about the, the diamond process, I feel like that's the best line and best, like, voice acting in the entire series of movies we've seen so far. Like, it's just it's just impeccable. Absolutely. Like, whoever wrote that fucking... I guarantee you there was a shit ton of writers who were like, Shit! Why didn't I think of that? Um, that's my line. Um, but, either way. Uh, that's gonna do it, guys, for this episode. Uh, so, we're gonna give it a ratings board before teasing next. Tyler, out of how many blood pints do you give Teen Titans the Judas contract? I'll give this three and a half bloody rocks. Um... I feel like the character development is a bit stronger than some of the movies, albeit uh, some time is spent more on others. Uh, I feel like the main villain, uh, Slade and Terra notwithstanding, is pretty weak. Uh, Slade and Terra are great, obviously, although their relationship is kind of iffy. The action's great. Uh, The animation has uh, got taken a step up in some places, I noticed. Specifically when... uh, Terra lays the fuck smack on Slade in the end. Like, that was probably the most fluid I've seen in these movies so far. So, I, I figured that was worth mentioning. I agree. Um, I'm going to give it a four. Uh, such an amazing story. 
heartfelt, good action sequences. I, again, the only thing that only thing that doesn't make it better is the other blood stuff. I feel like that just holds the movie down. But I don't. I think it's minor enough. To, like he's inconsequential to the overall plot. That uh, that the strength of everything else rises rises above it. So um, I think. Uh, I think that's about says it. I think you said it perfectly well. I think I said it perfectly well. So let's tease what's going to come next week. Um, next week, it's uh, it's another it's a new team, another new team. And I think it's time we consider the, the movie just came out not that long ago. It's Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Ooh. And I'll tell you what. There's going to be... I'm going to tease this right now. Um, and Tyler will be surprised because I don't know if he knows about it. There's a character... From Flashpoint, who makes his return in this movie? Who will it be? It was it be me, any Barry. character from Flashpoint. Uh, so it'll be inter- uh, uh, it, like uh, it'll be interesting to see who it's gonna be. But they make a pivotal return uh, to surprisingly Suicide Squad to help pay. Um, all right, so that's gonna do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Uh, of course, uh, I'm gonna pa- pass it over to Tyler before we officially go. Oh yeah, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at HeyIt'sThatTie. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube page, home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your entertainment. And you can go, you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelZiggy for all things related to the Marvelous one. And uh, you can follow me at Twitch.tv slash E2014, where I stream four times a week, uh, which is Saturdays, Sunday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, all at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, and you can check the schedule there as well. Um, and of course, go to chartshot.com for all chartshot related content, including this show you listen to, Atomic Shot, and the Chartshot Games Cast, uh, all on there for you and all with their own respective feeds. Thank you all for listening, everybody. We'll see you all next week for Suicide Squad Hell to Pay. Stay marvelous, everybody. Wrong outro. Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.